You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Thursday. February the 11th of 2021, I am the St. Louis Cardinals mega fan, Lucas Smith. Thanks for tuning in today and every day that you tune in. It's always a pleasure to have you along. My apologies for not getting a show out yesterday. School got a little bit busy, uh, and then as well as a little bit later today. A little bit later than I wanted to, but things happen and that's okay. But we're going to continue our conversation about Yadier Molina a little bit, as well as talk about what a possible lineup might look like and... Yeah, just have, have a good time today talking some Cardinal baseball, and this, my third show of the week will be released tomorrow, so be sure to keep on the lookout for that. So the Molina post, or the Molina episode, rather, that, that I posted, I, I feel pretty good on, because you know, I try not to be too wishy-washy with my opinions, with my takes, but I really did feel that this signing had, had a positive and a negative side to it, um, just because of the, the, the age and the, the contradictory the contradictory of the performance that you're going to get from Molina versus wanting Yadier Molina, one of your top franchise players of all time, back on your team. So I, you know, I'm not going to apologize for having both sides of the coin discussed, but I do want to, you know, I will say that I think Andrew Kisner does need to play more than I think he's going to. Because Kisner, like I said, turned 26, 27, and this is a guy that, that hit in the minor leagues, and I think that can hit. And again, I said this before, and I'll say it again. Looking at purely baseball statistics, you're you know a blind draw based on what you, you've got and what you're going to get. You're probably going to go with Kisner, just because of the statistics. But again, just to hit a little bit more on the positive side today with, with Molina, it's the relationships that Molina has built with the with the. Um, pitchers and catchers, or I'm sorry, with the with the pitchers that I think really made this deal happen. Just because, because um, you can't replace that. That is something that will not show up in a stat sheet. The relationship you're able to to get with for Molina with guys like Jack Flaherty, guy like Adam Wainwright, and a guy like Carlos Martinez, even who I think that despite Martinez's struggles, Molina is really close with, um, and and is able to mentor him a little bit more than than probably Andrew Kisner is. So I think that the relationships that Molina is able to to develop and the way that he's able to lead guys through, um, lead, lead guys through games and able to to mentor them, and as well as you look at the back end of the bullpen, you've got young younger guys. Hennessy Cabrera is going to have to adjust in his second year league. Jordan Hicks uh, is going to have to learn to pitch a little bit differently. You've got Alex Reyes, who is, is still on the younger side of things, um, as, as well as all the other guys that are there that Molina has developed a relationship with, like a John Gant. So I think that um, it's unfortunate for from Kisner's sake, but again, th- this was a move that we all knew was going to happen. I mean, th- there was no delaying this. I mean, th- there was a delaying this move. It didn't happen until a week before pitchers and catchers report, but it, it, it was a move that was inevitable. Uh, it was just delayed to the inevitable, and then whenever you saw Nolan Arenado come, Molina talked about wanting to play with Arenado, and, and the press conference as well as, I think, Wainwright and his, Molina's brother Benji mentioned that in different interviews as well, that Molina wanted to pl- wants to play with Nolan, which I get, who wouldn't want to play with an eight-time Gold Glove Award winner, so... And then you have also the move of bringing Adam Wainwright back. And, of course, Yadier Molina is going to want to play with Adam Wainwright. 
I mean that that's just obvious. So, um, the the the, the positives of this move, I think lie more in the intangible side of it and in the side that can't be measured with a statistic. Just because of what I've all talked about, the relationships, the, the players that are coming to this team, a la Nolan Arenado and Adam Wainwright coming back. So when, when you when you have that combined with the pressure of re-signing a franchise star, one of your faces of the franchise, then... That the, the the move needs to be made, and and, and it was, you know, I, I think that I, I've backed off my take on the Cardinals. You know, I think I said a while ago on my podcast, the Cardinals need to resign him. Period. I think I, I backed off that take as the offseason went along, um, and you know, I've, I've said that. Apologize or not apologize, but I've I've acknowledged the fact that I changed opinions, uh, which is okay. Minds can change, but I think that th- this move was still something that the Cardinals were going to do, um, because. Of all, of all I've said, and the only way that this move wasn't going to happen is if Yadier Molina retired. Um, just because I, I don't think the Cardinals would have let him go to any other team. I really, really don't, just with not wanting Molina to, to wear any other uniform other than the birds on the bat. So it, it was just, like I said, an inevitable move. But the Cardinals made another move um, in the last couple of days. Uh, it's a bit of a smaller move, so n- nothing too huge per se. But um, they have acquired, excuse me, they, they have acquired right-handed pitcher Johan Caseda um, from the Phillies in exchange for cash. He made his MLB de- debut last season. Um, he was added to the 40-man roster, which is now at 38. So there's still some room there to add to the 40-man roster. Is it going to get done? I don't think so. Mose Locke talked about how he feels pretty good with this team going into camp. Um, and the pitchers and catchers guys report in six days now. They report next Wednesday for St. Louis. So very, very exciting stuff. I think that the Cardinals have, you know, not a lot of big names. And I think we saw that in the Pakoda projections, projecting them to finish under 500, which I think is ridiculous. I mean, I get that I might be putting a little bit of Cardinal bias on there, but for this team to win 76 or 78, whatever sub 500 record they had, I think is a joke. Um, I, I think I saw Jeff Jones tweet that, tweeted that they project like 400 plate appearances for Lars Newtbar. I mean, no disrespect to him, but I don't think he's going to get a single plate appearance in 2021. But and regardless, I don't, there's barring injury for me. There's few ways for this team to finish sub 500. Um, so that that said, I, I I still wish that they would go out and get an outfielder. I still wish them, you know, I. I wish more for an outfielder than I do starting pitching, but uh, just because I think that the pitching is what it is. Would I be upset if they got, you know, a Jake Odorizzi or a, a, a Paxton? No, absolutely not. But I think that f- for me, I'd rather them get an outfielder, let Bader and O'Neill fight it out for that third spot um, and go with Carlson and whoever they add. But, you know, for as boring as an offseason it was up until late January for St. Louis, I'm okay with it just because... We, we, we went into this offseason not expecting literally anything because Mozeliak said they're going to cut payroll. They're not going to make any moves. They, they cut Wong right away. They took forever to sign Molina and Wainwright back. So I think that for what this offseason started out as, got to be happy with what, the way it ended up. And I think it ended up with being the NL Central favorites in 2021. I really do. So, I mean, d- despite the Pakota projections, I mean, there are other projections that have 
uh, Cardinals finishing in, in first. And I don't think, you know, 95 wins is is a realistic goal. I think closer to 88, 90 wins, somewhere in that range, 87. But I, I don't see this team finishing sub-500 at all. So um, let's take a quick break here in a moment. But um, after that, I have some exciting Locked On podcast news to share, as well as um, I'm going to talk about what a, an ideal lineup might look like for St. Louis coming up here in just a moment. If you thought Built Bar couldn't get any better, you were wrong. If you like cookie dough chunk Built Bar, then you will love the Coconut Brownie Chunk. That's right. Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar. It's dark chocolate, coconut, and real brownie chunks. It doesn't get any better than that. I got a box the other day, and I have already finished all four Built Bars because of how incredible this flavor is. Remember... You have 150 calories, 15 grams of protein, 7 grams of sugar in this delicious tasting bar. There's a limited time on this flavor. Get it today because I'm serious, guys. It could be gone tomorrow. Once again, this flavor, Coconut Brownie Chunk on Built Bar. Head over to BuiltBar.com right now to get this delicious flavor. And if you want to get this delicious flavor plus save a few extra bucks, Enter the code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. Once again, locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. I don't know where you guys are at, but here in mid Missouri, the weather, winter weather is in full effect. So I'm looking at places to keep my car in tip top shape, and that place is rockauto.com because it's a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. They have everything I need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic daily driver, you can get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is remarkable and easily easily navigated. Quickly see all the parts available for your car or truck and the specifications and prices that you prefer. Best of all, those prices are always reliable below at rockauto.com. And they're the same whether you're a professional or a do-it-yourselfer. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Head over to rockauto.com right now and see other parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Relied below prices. All the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Some super exciting news here at the Locked On Podcast Network. We've partnered... Uh, with another major corporate giant, and that is Intercom Radio. They run Radio.com as well as they own Cadence 13, one of the original podcasting giants. I mean, they have really incredible sports podcasts like the GM Shuffle, Mike Lombardi, Whistleblower, and the uh, the list goes on. Uh, but this is really exciting for us because we'll be able to be heard on Radio.com um, and seen seen all over radio.com as well. So if you want some more bonus material on that, head over to Locked On Today, which is the only 20 minutes sports show that you need. You can get everything you need in 20 minutes. I listen to it every day. Um, today, they're, they're talking about the latest from Atlanta for the NBA All-Star Game, um, Milwaukee Bucks, Carl Anthony Towns returns, Nets, talking about them a little bit, and the Vikings and the Buccaneers. Q of the day, all super exciting stuff. So head over to Locked On today for that. Super exciting, super excited to be a part of the Locked On Podcast Network for sure. So with the addition of Nolan Arnauto, it poses a lineup question. A slight one, but a lineup question. 
because especially with, with the subtraction of Dexter Fowler, because right now, in my estimation, you have Carlson and right, Bader and center, O'Neill and left. And I'm going to preface this by saying this. This is not what I would do for an ideal lineup. It's not. This is what I think is going to happen on opening day 2021, barring injuries. Thinking what Mike Schilt is thinking, trying to, to guess how he's done it in the past. Because if it were up to me, I would provide some opportunity for guys like Justin Williams and Lane Thomas to beat out either Bader or O'Neill in the outfield. That's me. I don't think that's going to happen. I think that they're going to get playing time, but I don't think they're going to start. So this is my prediction for the opening day lineup. And the one of the bigger questions in this lineup, in my opinion, is the top of the order. It, it's probably going to be Tommy Edmond to start, just because he's he's a contact hitter, line drive hitter. You know, he pop it out of here a little bit, but he's more of a of a gap to gap hitter with, with a little bit of speed. Second baseman. I'm okay with that. I think that his 2020 uh, slump is not as indicative of him as 2019. I understand he probably won't ever, not ever. He's probably not going to go back up to the 2019 level of hitting 300. But I think Tom Yemen has the capability of hitting 280, you know, high on base percentage, decent slugging, um, making solid contact. He just needs to work on hitting the breaking ball. Um, but I think that Tom Yemen can do fine in the, in the top of the order. Um, and I, I think that, that that's where he's going to be come opening day for sure. And then the rest of it, really, you know, the only solidified spots in this lineup are 3-4. And even that, you can interchange Goldschmidt and Arenado, whether you hit him third or hit him fourth. The second position to me is also interesting because you could go a route where you have Paul DeYoung, who's more proven than Dylan Carlson, and have him hit second in front of Paul Goldschmidt. Um, it may be DeYoung sees a few more pitches to see because you're going to let DeYoung beat you more than you will anybody else. I don't know. Um because you're going to probably pitch around Goldschmidt Arnado, But um, I honestly, you know, just to interject my own thoughts here a little bit, I would go Carlson too. Uh, I know that he's a little, a little bit more unproven, but I, I, li- I like a little bit more speed in that two-hole. Maybe you could do a little bit more of a hit-and-run thing with Goldschmidt if you want to. Maybe he can lay down a a, <laughs> a, uh, um, a squeeze bunt, <laughs> maybe if, if you desire that. But no, I just think that um, the speed there is a little bit more enticing to me at the two-hole, but I think it ended up being DeYoung, and I have, I have no real problems with it. Uh, DeYoung at shortstop. Now, like I said, 3-4 is interesting because you have Goldschmidt, Arnado are going to be your 3-4 and four hitters. I don't think there's any question about that, and I think that there's definitely a case to be made either or, and I don't really think it matters that much. Personally, just like as, as a feel thing for me, I put Goldschmidt 3, Arenado 4, um, and I think that they are all projections I've seen, I think that that's what's going to happen. And then I go Carlson fifth and Molina sixth. I think that's what it's going to be. So I think it's, you know, top six I think is pretty solidified, at least in the, in the personnel. Maybe not necessarily the order, but the personnel is pretty solidified in, in Edmund, DeYoung, Goldschmidt, Arnado, Carlson, and Molina. And then the last two spots really depend on who's playing. Uh, I think it'll end up being O'Neill and Bader. In that case, I go O'Neill seven, Bader eight. Maybe you do what Joe Madden did a while ago, and I think LaRusa might have done this a couple times too. Bat the pitcher eighth, um, and then go Bader as a second leadoff spot. Who knows? Uh, but I, I do think that it'll be um, O'Neill, Bader, and O'Neill in left, and Bader in center come opening day 2021. And to be honest, that that's a better lineup than it was heading into 2020. And I think that having a regular off season and not having 
as many COVID restrictions is going to help this offense as well, as well as hopefully not having 17-day layoffs. Um, so, you know, I, I'm okay with that lineup, and obviously Jack Flaherty is my opening day starter, and he's going to be barring injury. So there you have it. I think it's going to be Edmund DeYoung, Goldschmidt, Arnado, Carlson, Yachty, O'Neal, Bader, and whoever is pitching on a certain day. And I'm okay with that lineup. I really am. I'm excited for it. So we will see what 2021 has in store. I will talk to you guys again tomorrow. And again, be sure to head over to Locked On Today for your your sports news. And February, as you all probably know, is Black History Month. And here at the Locked On Podcast Network, we are honoring the challenges and successes of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents More Than the Game. You might probably have saw it on my Instagram story. I shared it a little bit um, ago Wednesday. Candace Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels and Erica Alaya of Locked On Women's Basketball discusses the opportunities and challenges that come with being a black woman in sports. Subscribe to Locked On Presents Podcast Feed on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to this show on Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcast. Drop a rating in on iTunes as well. Until I talk to you guys tomorrow, because there will be an episode out tomorrow, stay safe, stay well, and have a great day.